Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 54, featuring a review of the brand new horror comedy film, PG Psycho Goreman. I am one half of your hosting duo podcasting out of this southwestern Pennsylvania side of the state on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, my name is JP. Joining me tonight, as always, is Carly who's also podcasting out of Southwest PA. Happy Valentine's Day, Carlos. Thanks, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. Hope well, you it's had... only Valentine's Day for two more mins. You are correct, as it is 1158 on 2-14-2021. So, yes, two more mins, and we are out. Uh, but... Um, what have you been up to? How are you doing, little guy? Um, I am doing pretty good. You know, vomit-free since 03. Shut up. What? You're annoying. That's not Why am I annoying? Because, dude, like, what, like, you really have to say that? Yeah, I'm vomit-free since 03. Oh my god, I didn't even put Psycho Gorman on my watch list. On Letterbox. I feel I like know. you're undervaluing the fact that I am vomit-free since 03. Because <laughs> I don't believe that you are. <laughs> Why? Because I just, I just feel like it's fake. I don't know, dude. Like, that's a long time to be vomit-free, uh-huh. and I think yeah. you're just stealing it from that show. What show? Um, <clears throat> wait, I did, what the hell? This doesn't make sense. Okay, anyway. Um, you know, freaking How I Met Your Dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, but why would I, I... I mean, why would that... I don't understand. What do you not understand? I was I was vomit-free since 03 before that show even came out. Well, buddy, I'm just trying to... I feel like you might have vomited once while we were friends. You've not been vomit-free since 03! You tell me drunken stories all the time. You're like, yeah, back in 2011. You just told me a story! You just told me a story. You were like, I was in the backseat of my mom's car vomiting out the car. No, buddy. That was before 03. No, buddy. Do you know how old you are? (laughs) Yeah, of course. How old are you, buddy? 28. No, you're not. (laughs) For one thing. All right, dude. Come on. Come where? Why are you trying to... Rain on my vomit-free parade. Because I'm just calling you Why are off. you trying to vomit on my parade? <laughs> I'm not, buddy. I call some as I seize them. Okay, but you're a liar. When? Okay, so what's going on? Um, I have had a week. You and I um hung out yesterday as per our Valentine's Day extravaganza. And that was fun. Um, besides that, I started my new job this past week, and so far, so good. Um, seems like a pretty positive place to work. Uh, one thing is nice, there's like no one in the office right now, because it's like COVID, and everyone has been working from home, so there's not that many people there, but either way, the people I've met have been very nice, and the job is interesting. Uh, definitely something different than what I'm used to, but I think I could get used to it and grow to like it so i'm happy about that um and what else what else what else what else what else 
I helped my mother move today, finally, into a different place, and, well, into my grandpa's place, that is. So that was exciting. We had to move her cats. Um, and then I went home, spanked around, and now I'm here. Cool. So, um, yeah, my been... week, pretty basic. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit stressed that it's going to snow a lot tonight. Right, right. It's supposed to. Um, um, which is annoying. I, I know that we have listeners out there who don't deal with snow, but it it's uh it's one of those things where like kind of used to it because it's like our whole life we always deal with it. Yeah. In the winter, but you know, at the same time like every once in a while I wonder what it would be like to not have to deal with it. Right. Um I mean yeah, I feel like I've driven in it so much this year that it doesn't even phase me when it's going to snow a lot because I feel like I just already, like, I just know. I just, I'm like, okay, bring it on. But it seems like it's actually a harsher winter than the last couple we've had. Well, yeah, dude, last year it didn't even snow like it. There was not one, I don't think there was one bad. Day. Well, there was definitely at least two. No, there wasn't. Um, but I anyway. I've been in it twice last year. Don't tell me. <laughs> Nobody. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The snow, I keep looking at the weather and it's one of those sketchy things where it keeps getting pushed back. And also the percentage of snow goes to like 30% percent. But then like um, tomorrow at 6 p.m. it says 100% chance. So now I'm more scared for tomorrow night than I am like for it because it was supposed to start tonight, but it keeps getting pushed back. And I'm like... Either it's not going to happen, or it's going to be really bad tomorrow going into Tuesday instead. In which so, case, sucks, because I would have to work the, on The Tuesday. way that I see it right now is it's supposed to start at like 4 a.m. tonight, and go until like 1 p.m., and then take a break, and then start up again in the evening. I see, I see. Yeah, I it's, <clears throat> it's definitely annoying. I think I'm going to pop in My Bloody Valentine after this recording oh I, I really wanted to watch that no don't but you own it on just on the double pack of April oh, Fool's Day that's not even the uncut version oh really oh really oh yeah I want to get that one on the screen fact mm-hmm. that is one that I would like to own because I do enjoy that move quite a bit and I wanted to watch it yesterday I kept dropping hints that's what I wanted to watch, but that is not what we watched. But we will talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, so it was a pretty good week for me. Um, I, you know, the weekend before that, I had filmed that movie. Oh, that was what I wanted to say. We released our first episode of Slumber Party Massacre. Okay, Lacey did, because she did the editing on that. Thank you to her. And that released yesterday, and we were all very shocked and pleased by the amount of feedback it already got. Like, people... Because we made a group page, and as soon as the episode posted, it got like 50 likes, and that's crazy for a show that's brand new and people probably didn't even listen to yet. But and now people are starting to say like they enjoyed it and thought it was funny and thought we worked well together. So that's very, very nice reassuring feedback, and we plan on recording at the end of this month again. And yeah, we're gonna try to you know keep a normal monthly schedule right now, but that is great that we got so much support i wasn't really expecting that right away i know Lacey kind of was and we kind of said like yeah we'll probably be 
get kind of big because we're like an all girl podcast and there's not really that many around but i didn't expect it to be right off the bat like that so yeah so make sure you shout out his and hers i will buddy i will i think i did i think we i think we said where we were from on the first ep no but i'm just saying you'd be like yeah it's like really good podcast i think everybody out there would enjoy it all right, I shall do that on the next show. <laughs> uh, in the middle, in the middle of nothing, I'll just be like, "By the way, I have this awesome podcast." Okay, the- so, um, yeah, so that came uh, that that's officially out now. Yes, dude, it is. Okay, that's pretty cool. What do you mean? You're you're literally making arguments on a post about people talking about it, and you didn't even you don't even know that it's out. Take a drink. Take I a guess. drink. Um, but anyway, um, so check out Slumber Party Massacre. I, back a year ago, what's that? It's on Dark Discussions, like our pod mm-hmm. too. So yeah. yes, like a year ago when you guys were coming up with that, um, I thought it was like a great idea. Yeah, um, and just kind of out of the blue, Lacey was like, "Okay, I think I, I finally everything's ready," and we let's record this day and everyone was like okay sure and then we all did it and it came together like really fast like out of the blue which is cool because I feel like where everyone's like in a better mindset this year and everybody I think when we started talking about it I was kind of more busy back then and kind of a little worried about starting yeah, because you show. were doing um more pods back then yeah, so I had a lot going on, and I th- it was it was probably around the time I was doing the summer series and all that stuff too. So I was like extra, kind of <laughs> overwhelmed with potting, and also you know prepping for twenty two shots, top ten, whatever we happen to be doing. So, right. but yeah, when we started this one this time in January, I think it was a good time to start, and hopefully our schedules will all keep aligning, and we shall be a success and get famous and i can leave you in the dust right right um so blah let's see here what else um this week uh what did i do um i took it really easy um monday i actually was like really really not feeling good um so i switched my work day i was supposed to work monday and I was going to be off Friday, but I switched it to work Friday and be off Monday so I could recover from my illness. Right. Right. <clears throat> and, well, that made me miss 22 shots. Oh, no. I believe that's the fourth or fifth episode I ever missed out of 205. Oh. So I was really sad about it, and especially because the films they were covering was The Video Dead and Terror Vision, which is a really fun double feature. Oh, buddy. Right. Did they say it went well, though? Uh, yeah, it, they said it went well. Um, our Twilight show posted, and surprisingly, people were enjoying that show. <laughs> I mean, dude, literally, when we were done with it, I was, like, miserable. And, like, I think we, like, Moods, Moods was joking about retiring. And I was like, yeah, I think I might, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid, you have me, like, afraid to even listen to it, because you make it out to be the worst piece of shit in the world. But it seemed, I, I noticed, too, that people were having a fun time with it, so... 
Well, I, I think I think the guys. problem was is that we and me and Moods talked about this afterwards. I think the problem was is we tried to take it a hundred percent serious and treat mm-hmm. it like a actual like we're gonna review these movies critically, and that's fine to do because I do think everybody expect us to just shit on them with no reason to back it up, you know, just because they're not there for Kate girl little girls or something yeah but we actually and i kept saying in the chat i'm like yeah these are you know not for us but there's actual problems with filmmaking wise with these films too it's not just that they're not for us yeah and i think that we really focused on reviewing the films and not really having fun making fun of them yeah yeah you know what I mean? So we didn't really get a... Ch- we we took we took it too serious. Like, I'm glad we took it serious, but we took it too serious. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, because I, I do appreciate that you guys do take everything serious, because there are pods where they're just cracking jokes and, you know, making fun of movies that clearly are bad movies, and it's kind of annoying to listen to. So mm-hmm. I do like that you actually put care into it but i could see that being annoying after especially because it's not just one move it's an entire franchise of moves that you had to review but yeah glad i did not participate in that show but i shall give it to i just finished paranormal activity actually so mm -hmm. so another thing about the that show is like it was like just really cringy to like grab the stupid thumbnail like make the thumbnail and stuff i was like this just doesn't feel right so i'm glad we're we've moved on from that honestly it's like looking at the thumbnail i was just thinking like of that posting to youtube and someone just finding your podcast for the first time and that being the first impression Mm -hmm. that they have of you and they think your show is like that type of show yeah that's all i could think about it's weird yeah. Um, so yeah. So that posted and then we uh they recorded our next episode and we're actually taking like a week off kind of next week. We're not actually we we will be recording, we're just not recording a show. Um we have a commentary to do, which we haven't had one of those in like two years, and then we have um we're gonna record some reviews for our next what we watch show because that's about done about done as well right um what else i think that's about it um Mm. pretty pretty basic week other than that oh i did i have something that i wanted to mention so um i think this was like a couple days ago but they did in fact announce the drive-in titles or um april ghouls yeah, that, yes. Yeah. What are they? Well, buddy, as you know, I'm trying to find them. All right, well, I mean, I remember some of them, but I don't remember all of them. I can never find the dang page, dude. Like, they call it, like, a million different things. They always change the page. Well, it's because, yeah, because there's, like, the page for the regular driving, and then there's, like, the Superama, <clears throat> and then there's, like, April Gold. Yeah, it's. I used to get that confused too. You have to like look up the actual event. Well, no, actually, you want to look up the page because that's where they post about it. So, right. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there, there's uh, 
there's a drive-in that we go to every year. Um, it got canceled last year, unfortunately. I just felt like it was so unnecessarily canceled too. Now that I think back, yeah. everybody's in their cars and stuff, and nothing's changed. Nothing's changed since then. We we're still doing the same thing. Not to mention, like a month later, all drive-ins opened and made this major comeback. So it was like really, it was really just bad timing for them to cancel that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But yeah. In fact, we even went there a couple times after that. Yeah, we did. So uh, April twenty third and twenty fourth, um, I did request off work for it. So hopefully everything goes as well. Um, it is a special. So they've entirely throughout last last year's lineup. I don't even remember what it was last year was going to be. Oh, uh, there was some cool stuff. They had like a underwater creature night with like mm. tentacle or like reticulous or something, and um. I don't know a bunch of stuff i can't remember <laughs> it was i thought uh the piranha and um boggy oh. creek which oh, we did yeah. end up seeing boggy creek anyway but um yeah so um this year i'm not super stoked on it honestly it bums me out a little bit mm. um so this one's back to the 80s weekend um so we have on friday it's four movies per night that's how they do it. Friday's lineup is Slumber Party Massacre, which I'm most excited for. Yeah, which I clearly just watched. But, I mean, I still it's a fun movie, so I'm, I'm still happy about it. Sleepaway Camp, which we've seen. Right, which I mean, I'm I not, am... I'm not, I'm not hating that. I'll, I'll still enjoy Sleepaway Camp regardless. Me too, yeah. Both of those are fun films that don't really get old, so... Um, Pieces, which we've seen. Which I'm sick of. Yeah, I'm sick of pieces too. We've only seen it once though, but I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Edge of Axe, which I've never seen. Me neither. I know Arrow just put it out this year though. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday night, so that's sort of your slasher one. And then Saturday night we have American Werewolf in London, which I'm fine with, even though we've seen it. Yeah, it's fun. At least we've never seen that at a drive-in specifically. Right, right. We did see it in the theater, I think, last year, but no drive-in. Yep. The Howling, I'm fine with. We've never seen it. Um, I'm fine with it, but I would have preferred something else, like Silver Bullet or... Yeah. If we're going to go Werewolf, Ginger Snap, Silver Bullet, um, Dog Soldiers, hell, I'll take most Werewolf films over... uh, yeah, I don't really like the howling too much. I'm just, whatever. I don't know. It just never really did it for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and then this one I'm probably most excited for next to... Th- this is actually probably the most exciting out of all of them for me. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Yes, that is cool. That and is then, very cool. And then the last film is Mausoleum. What, I don't even... What is that movie? What's that um, like? It's like an old 80s movie. Um... Is, uh, I want to say, I thought maybe, um, what's his name? Um, Bill Paxton was in it, but I'm not, I'm th- might be thinking of another film. Mm. I don't really, like, I, it kind of bothers me how it is, like, flash airs, and then you got two werewolf movies, and then two random other movies. Like, they should have made it all what I, I hate um, when themes are, I know it's an 80s theme. But, well, I think that it's like maybe like monsters 
Is it the second night? I don't know. No, that's not the one with Bill Paxton. Oh, well. I don't know. It looks cool though. That one looks that one looks like the coolest to me out of all of them. I like well, honestly, out of all these movies, I've only not seen two of them. And what's funny is out of all the movies, I've only not seen one, two, three, four, five out of eight in, in on the big screen. Right. Yes. I mean, we, I think we're just seeing so much at this point that it's rare for us to see not see something. I know it's like almost losing its excitement, but I mean, I'm still hot. Like, I don't know that lineup. It's kind of fun. I, I'm most disappointed with pieces, I think, because I, I here's the problem. I think the for me, I think for me, it would be it wouldn't lose its excitement if it wasn't just within like the last year. Yeah, like we just seen American Werewolf in London. We also just saw Sleepaway Camp out of driving, but I mean, I like Sleepaway Camp enough to. That's what I'm saying. We just saw pieces too. We yeah. saw pieces last year, right? I think. so probably yeah i think so yeah was that where with sleepaway was, camp was it yeah i think it might have been the yeah yeah it was yeah third movie i think yeah so i mean it, it's that's kind of the issue for us is that we've just if it was like three years from when we saw it it'd be fine like if they showed phantasm i'd be like oh hell yeah <laughs> even yeah. though we've already seen it um it's just like that happens to us a lot too it feels mm-hmm. like you know yeah, it's mainly, it's like the drive-in. I feel like the drive-ins all get the same, same moves. But, I mean, Halloween 3, that's a that's huge. cool one. Because yeah, that'll only be this. Unique. Out of the entire franchise, the entire Halloween franchise, I've only seen Halloween 1 and Halloween 20. 20, what was it, 2018? Yeah. I've only seen those two in the drive-in or, or on the big screen. You didn't see Rob Zombies? Nope, neither of them. Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, I guess I've only seen Rob Zombies in Halloween 2018 then. I feel, I feel bad about complaining about it because I know there's people out there who have, who don't get a chance to see a single retro film on the big screen. Right, we've seen over a hundred. Oh yeah, (laughs) and and by this point, like, we're just snobs. (laughs) Right, yes. Dude, honestly, like... I'm going to look back on the COVID times, though, over the summer, fondly. Yeah, seeing... Like, I know that's crazy, but, like, was it not cool to go be able to go see, like, Beetlejuice and Breakfast Club and Back to the Future? Yeah. And even though there was a lot of the, the mainstream movies, it still was, like, fun. Yeah. And then what they also did, that was when we saw Christine in the car. And, Christine in the car and what else? Uh, Wasn't there like another night we went to that was like retro films? Um, I feel like I'm. Th- I keep all I'm thinking about is when we saw that horrible followed movie. But that's... you haven't been updating the page, by the way. Where is the page? We'll have to get on that. You don't act like you have a. There's a link to this page. I gave you the link. Where is it? I don't know. Just get, just giving me a link three years ago doesn't mean I just have it on here. You were supposed to update it as we went. I hit, no, you were. You're the one who Either thinks way. list. You're the, the one who thinks list. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, you got to buy us tickets on April 1st because I don't want to miss that. Okay, okay, dude. Okay. I could buy so, them right now probably. 
No, April 1st. Why? That's when they go on sale. Oh, okay. I thought they were... uh, That's when they're available. I thought they were available, like, as soon as it gets announced, but whatever. Nope. Advanced online tickets will be available April 1st. All right, cool. Okay. Anyway, so, um, what should we do now? Uh, end the pod. What? Yes, what oh, we watch. Okay. Well, I guess you can go first, since you have too many. <laughs> How many do you have, buddy? What's the last one that I reviewed, and I'll tell you. Um, Veronica. Um, I have four. Three. What? What? I have three. What? What? If Why we're not counting watching? Hellraiser, I have three. Yeah, I'm not counting Hellraiser. So I have three. Jesus. <laughs> Buddy, I've already watched like 63 movies this year, and I feel like that's unhealthy. Um, yeah, you're ahead of me. I'm only at 60. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it usually takes me like three months to watch that many, and for some mm-hmm. reason I just keep watching the move. I don't know. I but, pretty much took a week off last week. I only watched three. <laughs> like I've been in the mood to watch moves, like multiple a day on the weekends, or you know, whenever I have the time. I, I don't do too a lot, but like la- last weekend I just was having a rough go. So last week been- rather. Yeah, I've been watching moves for fun, and also, like, the 2005 moves and ones for podcasts have been fun as well, for the most part. Now, I did just watch a movie just now that I did not care for too much, and that kind of killed my vibe. But other than that, I've been rather happy. I will talk about it in a minute. Okay, so go. Okay, first up, as per my Survivor 5, I watched The Wig from 2005. I talked about this, I believe, on the pod before, because I watched it just last year um this is one i had bought at that thrift store thing inside the union town mall and thought it looked cool but i think it's korean something it's like an asian film and it's essentially about a cancer patient who gets out of the hospital she has a sister who was mute due to an accident and um she uh, has she has these pills that she's taking they're supposed to be like this miracle cure for her cancer so she's allowed to leave the hospital and her sister gives her a wig as a gift and it's this you know beautiful wig um gives her all this confidence and it turns out the wig is haunted and uh kind of possessed by this ghost so the girl starts sort of acting weird uh overly confident kind of cocky kind of like a bitch pretty much just completely opposite her personality and her sister's all like what the heck but not really saying it because she's mute but um yeah that's that's the move uh it's a pretty good it's a good one I mean it's um I wish there were a little bit more scares because um I feel like there's a good amount at the beginning that got me uh both times I saw the movie they made me jump and were creepy and good sound design and stuff like that but then as the film goes on, it almost feels like it turns more into like a drama sort of film, like about the sisters conflicting with each other and, um, you know, kind of just loses pace a little bit. But overall, it's, it's not bad. Um, I just wish it had a few more scares. And there's like a gross scene in it that I enjoyed and made me have to look away. But I give that like a 7 out of 10. And then after that, as per watching moves for fun. I watched House on the Edge of the Park from 1980, starring Mr. David Hess, um, and that, of course, uh, is one that you just did on your pod not too long ago, um, and it's where uh, these two guys uh, are invited to this sort of rich person's house for, like, this house party get-together thing. Well, they kind of, like, invite themselves, essentially. They fix up the girl's 
car the one guy does and um they're like yeah we want to party we were going to go to the disco but we shall go to your party and crash it and they're like okay whatever so they go to the party and then uh david hess essentially gets the vibe that they're being kind of made fun of um because especially his friend because his friend's like just a little bit goofy and dancing and uh everyone's kind of laughing at him and he just feels like you know they're laughing at him not with him and then there's this one girl who's kind of a tease so he gets mad and as david hess does he takes the whole party hostage and does a bunch of rapey stuff and uh stabby stuff and stuff like that um i enjoyed it it was a good movie uh i really like david hess i i wish he was still alive because he is somebody i would have loved to meet met um but it was a it was definitely a great film um I, I enjoyed it. How about that music? The disco music? No. The, the like, main theme. Oh, see, I don't remember that because Body. I keep getting the disco song stuck in my head that they dance to in the movie. It has been stuck in my head for a week, and it's annoying, and that's all I can think about. So Dave, I don't... David Hess is, like, such a amazing actor that just didn't get enough. Yeah, it is a shame because he is really really good um and i also have that movie hitchhike and i've been wanting to check that one out because that one seems pretty good too but honestly by scores and themes and stuff i don't recall a lot in movies that's one yeah thing but the one in the one in that the one in um house on the edge of the park is is really good yeah, like I'm completely blank on it. Like I just remember the disco music, but maybe this is it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh god! It's an ad. Oh no! <laughs> so what did you think about like David Hess's performance? I thought it was cool because he, um, you know, he's playing like a bad guy, but he's good at it's, it. Doesn't feel like oh, he's just rehashing Last House on the Left. He's actually, you know, playing a different form of a bad guy type of character and I think he does very well with that um he's just a great villain and he's also menacing in a way you know at first he doesn't seem like a bad guy and he's kind of like seductive in a way to that girl and uh <clears throat> just seems like a regular you know sort of kind of disrespectful to women scumbag but then you know he kind of goes full on full force especially towards the end um so do yeah, you I think, think that um, do you think that it's better than Last House on the Left? Because people say that it's a better version of Last House on the Left. <clears throat> I do. See, I do think it is. By the way, I, this is the score. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now you can continue talking. <laughs> okay. It sounds like I'm giving a monologue. Um. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Last House on the Left. Um, I think I do like this movie better i do think it's a better film than that but i also don't really compare this to, to last house on the left because i don't think it's like the same type of film just because i always thought this was going to be like kind of like that night train murder thing where it's like a shot for shot remake almost of last house on the left but it's a different movie it's just just because there's rapey stuff doesn't mean it's the same film and the title sounds the same like okay whatever houses uh, I do think it's better, though, of a movie. Now yeah. do you remember the theme? Yes, I do. As soon as the first note hit, I remembered it. it it's awesome. It's called <laughs> Sweetly. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it plays like at the beginning and then there's like just the instrumental of it and then it plays at the end too mm-hmm. um yeah, I remember it's just it, I, it always stands out to me i'm not huge into scores and and paying attention to them and stuff like that but like i just love this mm-hmm. it reminds me of like a 70s porno yeah yeah, at the beginning when he's like they're dri- that scene of them just kind of driving through the night and it it does feel like a porno. But anyway, yeah, but um, the uh, the uh, the score was done by Ord- Ordolini, so I see. I love Tortellini. So so like, I know you're not a huge fan of Italian films, right? But do you think that's one of the best? Yes, I, I do too. I mean, this isn't. See, buddy, I'm not a fan of Giallo. I've said this a bunch of times. It's different than. Yeah, but this Italian. film's in the 22 Shots Hall. What? Okay. I'm just saying. I, I, I are you, are you listening to me? This isn't a Giallo, is what I I'm know. saying. Yes. I'm saying because you're like you're not a fan of Italian moves, but would you say this is the best? And right. I would say. One of the best, yes, because it's not a giallo, and giallos are not the best. So of course I would. So I gave it an eight point five out of ten. Yeah, um, it, it's one that like grew on me. Like, well, no, it didn't. That's the wrong way to put it. It 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 blew me away the first time I seen it. I just loved it, and I hadn't seen it since then. And watching it again, I even loved it more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's just like. I don't know. It's it's like the perfect level of sleaze and David Hess and just horror, home invasion. Uh, it's it's a really like interesting movie. I mean, the story is a little out. The story is problematic. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, whatever twist, if you want to call it, at the end, I think is ridiculous and probably the worst part of the film. Right, but. And then sometimes I do feel like characters are just like standing around and there's not much use for a lot of them, but it didn't. I know, but they're just like, they're just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like, doesn't even feel like they're friends. It just feels like they're like, hey, we're all here together. Um, But um, I think that like that movie has one of the coolest posters too. Yes, I would agree. But if you've never, if any of the listeners out there who's never seen uh, House on the Edge of the Park, definitely see it because it, it's it's a really great Italian film uh, directed by Diodato, and it is probably like when I think of like Italian horror, it's one of my favorites. Like I think of uh, Demon, Suspiria, House on the Edge of the Park. <clears throat> Um, zombie. Mm. Those are, those are the ones I think of when I think of my favorite. Notice that none of those are giallos. <laughs> yes, exactly. But there are some really good giallos out there too. But I, I I'm like you. I actually prefer the non giallo Italian films. Uh, House, um, uh, City of the Living Dead. Mm. One of one of my favorites. Right. The Beyond. Yeah, I don't even like like I don't even like zombie type movies that much, but I, I do enjoy like Italian zombie films typically. So, yes, okay. um, yes. Don't come at me about my reviews being too long, buddy, because it is your fault. So, 
After that, I watched, as per my Survive 05, The Cave. <laughs> what? Oh, um, what? dude, how do I own two copies of Cavern? Um, did you, I don't know. Well, I do. Okay, then give me one. Do you not have one? No. Did I take yours? Did you buy it? I did not buy it. Maybe you grab, I don't know. Maybe you, why do you own them both? And they're both brand new is what you're saying. No, I grabbed, I, I, in the stack of movies I got when we went and did movie shopping, I have two copies of Cavern. That's what I just asked. So you bought two. They're not new though. They were used. Oh my effing God. I mean, when we went freaking buying movies, are they new to you? New to you? Like as in one of them wasn't on your shelf already. You just noticed. Yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. You moron. Uh, Yeah. You must've bought two, I guess. Cause I didn't, I remember you saying, oh, ca- the ca- there's the cave, and then you were like, oh, and there's the cavern, that's also 05. And no, it's not was- the cavern, it's just cavern. It's cavern. Um, sh- I just googled it, it's the cavern, 2005. No, it's, cavern. it's literally the cavern, I have it on Google. Um, But no, you were like, there's the cave, there's the cavern, and I grabbed the cave, and I... I knew you grabbed the cavern, but I was thinking there was only one copy left because you had grabbed it. So you must have grabbed two. You bought me one, I guess, by accident, and I shall take it next you time. You shall pay me for it. I shall not pay you anything. Why? I deserve a gift. Okay, I will give you that and that alone for your birthday. Buddy, I don't want the cavern. <laughs> it, sucks. it sucks. It does sucks. I don't want that. As a <laughs> gift for my birth, I want a good thing. Okay, can I talk about moves? Uh, the cave, 2005. Um, the cave is about these science people who like discover this cave. Dude, come on, stop interrupting me. They discover this cave, um, uncharted cave, and they go to explore it, and they find signs of life. But the signs of life are not good signs of life, and they try to kill them. Um, I didn't really care for this move. I'm not a big fan of science moves. Um. You know, it's like the descent, but sciency, and I didn't like that too much, because it's always people like, oh wow, the scales on this fish are a million years old. That means it shall kill us right now. <laughs> Shut up. Just... That's not what they say. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I was having trouble really focusing on this one. I mean, there's a few cool moments. There's a few. It definitely uses special effects, but at the same time, it, it keeps them kind of like hidden away a lot of the times, so it's not too bad. But I just thought it was, like, it was okay. If you're a fan of cave moves, I could see you liking it. And science moves, I could definitely see you liking it. But for me, it wasn't really for me. I gave that, I mean, I gave it, I gave it, like, a 6 out of 10. Because it's still, it's well made and fine and dandy. But I just did not care for it. Then after that, I put on Valerie on the Stairs from 2006. A Masters of Whorehair ep. And uh, that's a season two episode, and that is it's a about Clive Barker's story. Yeah, about dude who um moves into this like apartment thing for right. He's like a struggling writer trying to get published, and he moves into this place where he can essentially focus on his writing. I think it's like free of rent, and they just let people live here while they're trying to get published. And then once you get published, it's like get out and let the next loser get in. And uh, while he's there, he encounters Valerie on the stairs, and uh, which is 
pretty much a ghost that's on the stairs of this apartment and uh, she keeps like coming to him and stuff like that and targeting him and I thought it was decent um I was kind of you know kind of on the background mostly but I didn't think it was too bad I thought it was um had some good moments I like the setting it, it reminded me a little bit of that the first season with the dreams in the dreams witch house witch house yep yeah so I thought that was cool um I like the whole apartment uh sort of setting so I did enjoy it um I think gave that like a six and a half or a seven so um it was not too bad um and then after that after that i watched the last exorcism 2 from 2013 as per my it's only a dollar series on youtube and uh this one like i said got it at the dollar tree for a doll hair and it's pretty bad it's a pointless sequel to the last exorcism the found footage film from 2010 that's pretty good and scary and this is a sequel with the same actress returning as the character of Nell, and she's trying to like find her way back into society they kind of like find her and uh put her in this home for troubled women to get back on their feet and uh she's trying to get back to normal and remember what happens but also start a new life and uh but then of course some demon stuff starts happening once again and it's just not that good i mean it's not a found footage movie it's filmed like a normal basic film um it's cool they got her to come back i guess but it just it's just not it, it lacks everything that the first one had and it's a very pointless sequel especially being called the last exorcism 2 it it should have just been the last exorcism period um so i gave that like a three and a half out of ten not very good then after that i watched mortuary as per my survival 5 that is the toby hooper film and i enjoyed this one this uh was about um a mom and her two kids uh one being a teenager one being like a little girl and they move to this really decrepit freaking house because she just got an offer to be the, uh, you know, mortician in this new town. Um, she's like older and went to college to start a new career. She gets this opportunity, comes to this town and, uh, you know, it's kind of focused on like the teenage boy going around and trying to make friends and whatnot. And then it turns out there's something weird about uh, where they live. And uh, there may be something sinister. Um, I enjoyed it. I like, first of all, I like the, I always like the mortuary setting, much like you and stuff like that. So I thought that was cool. Um, and the, I like the teenage stuff. Uh, the kid, it, it's another one of those movies that's like set in a small town. He's working at a diner and uh, going to a diner and you have like kids kind of hanging out around the diner. So I thought that was cool. And, you know, he's just, it's a very basic movie. It feels low budget um the child the little girl actor was kind of atrocious in it i will say that but um i thought it was enjoyable and had good atmosphere i like the house they live in like i said it's really decrepit and just i would be so mad if my mom decided hey we're gonna go live in this horrible shitty house and you're gonna have to change school so i can follow my dreams how selfish um but i gave that a i think i gave it either a seven or a seven and a half and then after that, as per moves for fun, I watched Siren from 2016, and this, of course, is based off the VHS uh, short, the first one, I think, called Amateur Night, which is a short that I thought was super creepy. Uh, that whole movie, VHS, blew my mind when I saw it. I thought it was very scary. Every single short in it uh, really creeped me out, and um, segment, rather. So I always was curious on this, even though people tend to say it didn't really live up to the hype and wasn't that good. 
Um, but, you know, it's about these guys. They go out on a bachelor party for their friend who is about to get married. And uh, they go out to the strip club. The strip club sucks. So they meet up with this sketchy guy who's like, I could take you to somewhere better. And they're like, okay, let's go. And then they go to somewhere better. And uh, it turns out, you know, there's sort of these, like, secret rooms and stuff. And there's this girl in the one room. And uh, the guy suspects she might be kidnapped or held hostage there. So he tries to let her go. And, of course, that girl is the girl from the Amateur Night Short. And, of course, the movie goes from there. Um, I thought it was okay. It was, it had some funny moments, actually, at the beginning. There was actually a little bit laugh-out-loud funny for me. So I thought that was interesting. Um, The girl, I think it's. Yeah, it's the same girl who did play um, the succubus in that amateur night thing. So she's really creepy looking. She has like really big eyes and uh, fits the part really well. So I did think she was good. Um, the story, though, just kind of took away from the scariness, I feel, of this, this. I think it does better as a small segment and uh, is more effective that way than trying to hash it out into a full movie. But overall, it was okay. I gave it a six and a half out of ten. Then after that, I watched Annabelle from 2014. As per, I have to review these on Exploding Heads soon, um, and I wanted to get a head start. And I won't really give many opinions on this, other than it's not that good of a move. So, Annabelle 2014. I've seen this movie too many times, too. I've seen it like five times, for some reason. Then after that, I watched An American Werewolf in London, uh, which I know we'll go see it drive-in, but I just felt like putting on something easy to watch the other night uh, from 1981. And, uh, I enjoy this movie quite a bit, even though I hate the director. Hate John Landis. Fuck John Landis. But, um, American Werewolf in London, I do, like, uh, I love how the songs are wolf-based. I love the setting, especially at the beginning. The atmosphere is some of the best atmosphere I think I've ever seen in a film, if I'm being honest. Um, some of the comedy I could do without. I do feel like it gets to be a little bit much at times, but, um... Other than that, it's great. I think it has one of the best werewolf transformations, and uh, I just, I find the characters to be very likable in this one. Um, you know, pretty small cast, uh, main cast, that is, um, but I give this an 8.5 out of 10. Then after that, I watched Annabelle Creation 2017, just watched that today, and that's a good move. That's all I shall say. Then after that, I just watched The Tripper from 2006, uh, David Arquette's movie. Uh, I did not like that too much. Have you seen this movie, buddy? Yeah, I like it. I didn't like it too much at all. It actually annoyed me because I was annoyed watching it because I thought I was going to like it, and I did not. And it's about like a bunch of hippies who go to a music festival in the woods, and uh, turns out there's like this killer with like a Ronald Reagan mask going around killing everybody, and... Uh, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like a trippy movie, but feels low budget. I didn't think the acting was that good, and it's just shot in a sort of drawing way that didn't work for me. So I gave it a 3 out of 10. I did not like it. Yeah, we reviewed that on a <laughs> 22 shots, like, episode, like, 30-something or something. Oh, I see. All right, my turn? Yes. Okay. Uh, so first up, I watched Ghost Story as a Patreon review. Um, this movie was like really kind of interesting because it came out in 1981, but it feels like a throwback to ghost movies of like the 50s and 60s. Um, it essentially follows this group of old men who have like a gentleman's club 
where they tell ghost stories um and a thing that happened way in their past that they haven't discussed like comes back to haunt them essentially um involving a, a young girl and there's like some really creepy imagery with like a like decaying woman face that's gets me like there's two really good jump scares early on in the movie that really got me um it's a little slow though that's my biggest complaint it takes it's a two-hour movie and it starts off strong and then there's a huge chunk in the middle that's a little boring like with a flashback scene that goes on for like 20 or 30 minutes um that's just it's a little little much but yeah i think it's a really solid ghost movie i i really dug it i gave it an eight out of ten um, and then I watched Arachnophobia from 1990, um, starring Jeff Daniels, actually, which is funny. Um, John Goodman's also in there. He plays an exterminator. But this uh, family moves to this new small town where uh, somebody's body who was killed in like the jungles of like Brazil or something, or the Amazon or something, uh, gets shipped home. And the thing that killed him was this super poisonous, venomous spider um and it kind of is unleashed in the town and it begins to like mate with house spiders and create like these super spiders and uh yeah it's a killer spider movie um i miss when it came out in 1990 i miss when like killer animal and like eco horror nature run amok movies were like taken serious and actually tried to be made with good intentions i'm like like all the crap that we get nowadays like the you know when we did shark shark week last year i mean most of those movies are complete crap like the modern ones and uh there's that that's the case with like spider movies too like just all the snake movies it's just all garbage cg this this movie has like real spiders in it which are cool so I, I like that and I really enjoyed it I gave it an 8 out of 10 I'd seen it once when I was a kid but I barely remembered it and then I watched Kingdom of the Vampire from 1991 there's about a dude working in a video store um, who takes care of his mother and his mother is uh, allegedly a vampire and he starts dating this girl and stuff and um, it's like a really low budget I, it might be shot on video I couldn't really tell I think it is um but it's uh tempe entertainment i believe put it out and uh yeah it's um it's not very good honestly it's a little boring came out in 1991 did you end up watching that one no yeah um i gave it a four out of ten it's not really that good anything called anything with a title like that is something i don't want to (laughs) watch That sounds like a hammer move. Well, it remind it's not at all. It <laughs> reminded me a little bit of Mom, that movie that you liked from 1991. Oh, I would have liked it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it for me. <laughs> you suck. All right, well, I guess we can talk about our <clears throat> Valentine's Day extravaganza. Okay, our Valentine's Day extravaganza. Uh, so, yeah, we basically uh, hung out. We went and got sta- steaks. Stacks. And um, what did we make? We made stacks, shrimp scampi, and like roasted garlic and herb mushrooms. Yes. Uh, portobellas. 
And yeah, we cooked that food, and then we watched a little How I Met Your Mother. Yes. And then we don't like watching moves while we eat. Yeah. Yeah, we we're not really big on actually eating while watching moves, especially. This would have been. I would have literally puked if we watched (laughs) these movies while eating. I was thinking that the whole time we watched the move, like how upset I would have been if we tried to eat and watch that. Yeah. So instead, we watched. Um, a couple, like two or three episodes of How I Met Your Mother, which I was trying to get you into that show because I was really into it when it was airing, and I, I love that show. It's amazing, such a great show, and uh, I've been slowly watching those with you every once in a while. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> then after we finished that and finished our food, we popped in good old Hellraiser. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We were trying to decide what to watch. Um, last year, we just picked two random movies. We did Return of Living Dead 2 in spring. Obviously, not completely random with the theme of romance or love. And this, we were going to do this last year, but I had recently watched them, so I didn't want to do it. But um, we did a randomizer, and it actually ended up on... Uh, I had a bunch of movies, and it ended up on Hellraiser. So we just decided to watch Hellraiser 1 and 2. Um... Hellraiser 1, 1987, I believe. Yeah, I think so. that's weird. I always think I always think it's like older than that. Nope, 1987. Uh, it follows um, a young girl. Well, it, it follows a young girl named Kirsty, whose father and his wife move into um, this house where his brother Frank used to live. And essentially, Frank is a complete weirdo. (laughs) And at the beginning of the movie, we learned Frank um, found this puzzle box that was always his. Um, And he opens it and basically a bunch of demonic looking things come out of the uh, walls and bunch of hooks with chains basically tear his body to shreds and and he's killed up in the attic anyway the father cuts his hand and the blood mixes with frank's remains and frank is resurrected but as a basically like a little more than a skeleton gross (laughs) he has some as a gross yep as a gross and the thing that we didn't know is that julia um the Kirsty's dad's wife had an affair with Frank, the yes. brother, and uh, he basically convinces her to bring meat <laughs> people back to the house where she murders them, and then he sort of absorbs their bodies. And all the while, you have these demonic centibites uh, returning to sort of. Um, take somebody back to like hell with them there's a lot to it that i'm just kind of glossing over Mm. but they're essentially these entities um as they say demons to some angels to others yeah and they're all about this pleasure and pain and a mix of the two and uh it's it's very poetic the whole thing it's very like high and high intellect type of dialogue there and Doug Bradley plays the the leader Pinhead, and then there's a couple of side characters as well, side, like other demonic entities. Mm. 
What do you think of Hellraiser? I do like it. It's one of those ones that I feel like I like more each time I see it. I've probably only... I haven't really watched this one a lot. I've probably only seen it... This might have actually only been my third time watching Hellraiser. So So you didn't grow up with this one? No, because it was one of those ones that was probably too gross for... It was probably one that my mom would be like, no, don't watch that. Even though (laughs) she probably never seen it either. But, um, you know, I didn't really watch gross out stuff back then. Hence why I didn't really watch Nightmare on Elm Street because there was like just gross special effects. So, yeah, I didn't grow up with it. I just watched it in recent, probably since I met you, like in 2015 or 16. That was probably the first time I actually watched it. So, not really nostalgic for me or anything, but I think it is um, a good film, and I think that the effects in it are grotesque and still hold up, you know? I mean, some of it looks a little bit fake, but, I mean, some of the detail they put into, especially the just bodies and, like, Frank is disgusting, and then you that Jolia is, like, in love with his, his gross stuff. It's just cringe, almost. It's very <laughs> disgusting. Um, and I like the... Um, setting how it's kind of like in that house a lot of the time and it's um mm. you know him up in that attic, decrepit attic so uh yeah i do like hellraiser and you know pinhead isn't really in it that much but when he is he is yeah i mean uh, for him to really, really make his grand <clears throat> entrance it's about an hour into the movie yeah i think it's it's over an hour too because we looked yeah, it's at over an hour yeah we like looked at the time and you're like it's an hour in and then there was still like five or ten more minutes until he actually showed up so um kind of crazy yeah um because he became you know such an icon yeah but i think that like the cool thing about hellraiser is like the creativity and the world building of clive barker because there's really nothing like it like even the fact that these creatures are from hell but it's not like the christian hell fire and brimstone that we're used to Mm -hmm. it's like this own unique hell Mm -hmm. and there's all these lines between the first two films that are like so amazing like you know it is not hands that call us it is desire right and like please no tears such a good such a waste of good suffering (laughs) And the box, you opened it, we came. Yes, they have come. Yes. And we have eternity to know your flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. I mean, right. there, there's like so many good lines in the first two films. Like, it's insane. <laughs> like, uh, like I said, you know, angels to some, demons to others. That's like such a interesting line because... Like, I mean, I've read um, Hellbound Heart a long time ago, which is the novella it's based on. Mm-hmm. And, like, they kind of explain more about, like, what's going on. Like, even at the beginning of the novella, when Frank is opening the box, like, it's describing the insane amount of sensation that he feels. Like there's a long description of like the dust particles in the attic landing on his eyeball and the like sensation of feeling that flies through his body of like just that you it's supposed to essentially heighten your pleasure and pain to the maximum uh ability of of 
like otherworldly feelings, you know, like to where you could literally feel a, a little dust particle flying through the air and landing on your eye. It's like this this massive rush of of feeling. Um, it's like super sens- sensitive to everything. So um, that's sort of the concept there, and and the the idea that like pain and pleasure are like one and the same on different spectrums to different people it's kind of an interesting thing that they don't go into a ton in the movies but you get the general concept it's it's these people like frank is looking for a new high basically he's looking he's like you know you get like you get the sense that he's fucked so many girls and you know did so much crazy stuff and probably did a bunch of drugs like he's just looking for anything to sort of heighten his sensations further and that's that's the type of people that seek out this box. Yes. But he escapes them because obviously like once you have that it's probably not good. <laughs> right. Yes. Um you probably want out. But yeah. Uh and then Hellraiser 2 picks up after the first one. Kirsty's in like a mental hospital where she meets this other little girl who's has problems and is a mute and she's really good at puzzles. Go figure. And uh, the doctor, Chenard, is really into this weird shit, too. And he essentially um, knows about the lament configuration. And and he essentially opens the box and resurrects Julia. And, yeah, disgusting. Yes. (laughs) Even though he technically doesn't open the box, he just brings a... And I told Carly when the scene was on. It's like the only scene in horror movies that I look away at. The only one is when he brings this mental patient down into his office or, or his home and the bloodstained mattress that Julia was on. Uh, he gives this guy a, a razor blade, a straight razor, and this guy is so beyond messed up that he thinks that there's bugs and insects crawling in his skin. He starts hacking away at his body and it's just, it's, I always look away. <laughs> right, pussy. Well, I remember when I was a kid, um, my cousin Shannon owned um, the first Hellraiser on VHS, and uh, we would watch it, like, all the time, and it was one of those titles where we would put it in, and then it would be, like, too much for us, and we would stop watching it, but we'd watch it a few times, it's like, when you're a kid, like, certain times you can watch something, and certain times you can't. It's not like once you do it, you're able to do it forever. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we wouldn't make it through it and it was like too scary or something. But I'm talking like five or six years old with this thing. And uh, I remember one of the first times that I watched um, one, two and three, um, they were airing on TV and it was like after school. They were doing like a Hellraiser marathon and my grandparents I really wanted to watch it, but like they were going somewhere and they let me stay home alone. I was in like second grade or something to watch the Hellraiser movies and they were really scary. <laughs> I was super scared. But don't say that they let you stay home alone. They're going to get policed. Nobody. That was like in the 90s. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. The cops will come. You know what's funny about us watching these? Um, one of my favorite YouTubers. Um, just posted a video today talking about the first two Hellraisers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his name's Mountain Top Nine. And dude, he just like cracks me the hell up. 
like I'll send you the video, but um, he like he's not like an amazing like editor YouTuber. Like you know, like the the biggest YouTubers, they they like you know show all the clips of the movies while talking about it, and it's all like yeah. professional and stuff. He's not like one of those. He does show clips of the movies, but it's mainly just him standing in front of the camera talking. Yeah. Like kind of how we do videos. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, but he he just has so much infectious energy to his videos that I've all he's he only has like under four thousand subscribers, mm-hmm. but I've been I've been watching his videos since like he started or a little after that when he had like three hundred subscribers or like two hundred, and um, he just like cracks me up. His like the the way his voice is and like the way he like talks because he like cusses a lot and stuff. <laughs> It's just really funny. But he told a similar story of when he was like uh, like five or six staying home watching him on HBO or something like that. And he's really funny because he tells this story about how after he watched it, he was like, he was like, found this little box in his um, grandma's like house or something that was like a little like the size of the lament configuration and it had like a similar color. And he was like trying to open it like it was like, like the pinhead box. <laughs> and he's like he's like now if you remember when i told told the story about when i first seen child's play i tried to go over and and say the lines that chucky said over the doll to try to bring it to life and he's like you know that's one thing but i don't think i would have been too happy if like my flesh was ripping off afterwards he's like i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> and he's just he's just really really fun video man that guy kills me i, I was watching on my way to work today and uh yeah i'll send you the video you gotta check this guy out he's really funny <laughs> all right um so yeah that that's uh our valentine's day extravaganza and mm. uh what do you, i mean what do you think of hellraiser 2 um i don't like it as much as the first one because it gets a little too i mean the whole ending is like a little more fantasy and more into the hellraiser world and i think i liked it a little bit more grounded in the reality and stuff like that i know a lot of people like part two more i think i used to hear that at least but i mean i don't like it like i give that i give part two an eight out of ten and then the first one i give an eight and a half so it's not that far off but um, i'm an i'm a nine and a half on the first hellraiser and an eight and a half on the second jeez i see but I like them all, except for probably, like, part four I don't really like. But the other ones, I, I really like them. And maybe Hellworld, I think, is really sucky, too. Yeah. Yes, buddy. I can't say that I agree, but okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that is our Valentine's Day extravaganza. Now let's get into our featured review of Psycho Goreman. Right, Psycho Gorman. So Psycho Gorman was directed by Stephen Kostansky, and he is one of the guys uh, who is part of Astron 6. Astron 6 is a Canadian film production and directing company founded in 2007 uh, with such classics as Manborg, Father's Day from Troma, The Editor from 2014, which was the mood's number one film. It's like a almost like a spoof film on giallos uh the void steven um 
Kostansky directed The Void, which was a very popular film from 2016. And one of my favorites of theirs is Leprechaun Returns from 2018. Ooh. Yes. Cool. But, um, yeah, they, they've, they've come a long way. They've made a lot of cool movies and stuff. They're, they're, now, I know that the editor wasn't directed by Kostansky. He did The Void and Leprechaun Returns and I think maybe Father's Day. Um, yeah, Father's Day, Manborg. He directed most of them. But yes, yeah, Psycho Goreman, which is um, a film from this brand new year here of 2021. I think it had a festival circuit released last year in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, did, what do we got for a plot there? All right. PG, Psycho Goreman. Siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord. Using a magical amulet, they force the monster to obey their childish whims and accidentally attract a rogues gallery of intergalactic assassins to small town suburbia. Yes. And it's a it's a straight up horror comedy. Um and yeah, what did you what did you think of the move, buddy? I mean, it's mostly comedy, like it's yeah. not really a horror film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than the fact that it's, like, dealing with, like, murders and stuff. And there's, like, gore and blood and guts yeah. and like that type of stuff. Um, I think this movie has so much heart and it's so much fun. Yes. Um, when we were gonna, when you said we were doing this, honestly, I was dreading it. Because I saw a few people, I saw a few, like, pictures of it. And pe- I kept seeing people rate it on Letterboxd and the title and just seeing all I because all I was seeing was like the psycho gore like the monster guy and thinking I'm not gonna like this at all I don't even know what this is and I yeah, didn't it know almost it was, looks like sort of like something that would come from Japan yeah it like and it, I didn't realize it was like a comedy either so I just and I just threw it on didn't really go into it knowing anything about it and I had a fun time with it I laughed out loud several times during this movie and I was surprised like I was just like wow this is uh really funny and it's just a lot it's just such a funny concept you know these little kids find this monster and they're just taking it around and this isn't like just a monster he identifies as the archduke of nightmares he's like (laughs) it's like it's like the way that i was thinking of it is like imagine in it if they there was like an amulet that controlled Pennywise and all of a sudden all the losers club have this amulet and control and and Pennywise has to listen to these kids that's essentially yeah. what it's like yeah and uh yeah he's um it's it's really <laughs> I think that um Mimi steals the show like she's absolutely hilarious yeah I'm pretty sure that was her first rule too she's very she is very good. Like, at first, I thought she was going to come off as annoying, but in this movie, that's, like, kind of the point, too. She's just so over the top. She's just so um, controlling. Like, her brother's kind of almost like a pussy compared to her. She, yeah, like, it's funny because she's the younger sister, and she bosses the brother around. Yeah. And she bosses this giant monster around, she's and like really she aggressive. bosses her parents around and her friends. Like, she's just, like, the leader of everything. And it's just funny because she's like, she's like, I'm gonna call you Psycho Goreman, 
And you're just like, where the hell would you come up with that? But it totally, like, you look at it, it sounds like something a kid would come up with. And it looks like something that fits. Like, you're like, yeah, that totally looks like a psycho gore man. And then it's just <laughs> funny because they call him PG for short. So, yeah. like, come on, PG. <laughs> Which is funny because I kept thinking of, like, PG rated. It's like they're taking this they're completely like taking the balls off of this guy this this the most dangerous uh you know monster in the universe like he destroys galaxies <laughs> in this whole and, movie he just he just seems pissed like the whole time and they're just yeah. controlling him he's like i will kill you eventually they're, they're like i brought you some magazines and she's like they have hunky boys and he's like i don't like hunky boys <laughs> <laughs> But then later he's like, not my hunky boys. <laughs> he's all mad and shit. Um, yeah, and it's like he he like he always has these like lines where he's like, I will devour and eat your blood. You know what I mean? Like this, it's it. The writing in this is incredible when it comes to like the fu the funny things that are happening. Like the lines that he has where he's like acting like a monster in this like horrible thing and then to couple it with like these kids in their childlike nature it's just hilarious it just works so well and he's like i shall give you an honorable death it's like super gory and over the top and they're like no they're like we don't want to watch that yeah you fought well so i will give you an honor you fought with honor so i will give you an yeah death and it's like the, this horrible horrible death <laughs> And yeah. it's it's like even like the little side characters like when they turn the cop into like he's like she she asked him a question and the cop like it says that he understands he's like he is just an empty husk he will tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and then that little brain that little brain John I love that guy. I think I know you said you liked him huh? Yes, I'm a fan of Alistair. Yeah, he was so cute. And then there, at the end, he's like at that dinner. Ew. And then she's like, there's a part where he's like, shall I ever be normal again? And she's like, probably not. It's funny. <laughs> but I like you just the way you are. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, and then, um, like, I don't know. It's just, it, like, uh, it's completely unserious. Like, even, like, the fact that they're, like, just walking in the town and you, like, kill someone, you know. It's just... It's it's completely unserious. This reminds me of something like, like in the Goonies, like them bringing home what's his name, the ogre fucking thing. Sloth. Yes, like that's what it reminds me of. Like, cause <laughs> it's just like, it, it reminds me of the, how I keep I always bring up I think it was Christian on Exploding Heads whenever they're like you're gonna come live with us and the in the reality the parents would just be like what this thing is not coming to live with us like little kids just don't care and in this movie it's like they have this monster that they're in the parents in this film are just like what the heck is that and it's like a monster it was this is a good it was funny when the dad like he kept saying he made dinner for the family but he's just like microwaves and chicken <laughs> oh yeah the mom's like what have you done and then what he gets he has a little tear swell up in his eye yeah he's like you're welcome Oh. oh dude but yeah no i mean i think this movie is just a, a re like some people aren't gonna like it because it, it is just pure silliness yeah but this is like and these aren't my type of movies like i think even the other night when i was on skype with moods 
he's like what did you think and i was like i loved it he's like oh really like because i don't i'm not big on like comedy and silly shit usually mm-hmm. but this is i i think whenever like they do it and it has heart and the writing is good you know the writing is really good in this film like the 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 jokes land and the situational comedy that's in here is on point and i think that's what makes these type of movies be able to work is like you have to have strong writing and and acting and characters and honestly like everything in this movie was good mm-hmm. i agree and it's not like oh it, it, it's almost like serious in a way it's not over the top goofy and that's i think works for me because like i said i laughed out well, loud every, a few times. everybody plays it straight faced yeah that's yeah that's what i'm yeah exactly and that's what's fun yes it makes it all the more funny so i definitely recommend this film as i said i went in thinking this is not going to be something that appeals to me but it surely did right so yes all right so um do we have letterboxd reviews yes hold on i have saved this one on my phone and it is by some guy named Freyer four and a half stars he says it exudes a pure joyfulness on every level it's like an episode of power rangers given an r rating but instead of skewing towards the edginess associated with the mature rating it revels in the camp and zaniness of a child's program children's program creature effects that are both impressive and downright goofy and more gore than you can shake a stick at Loved the performances, especially the young Nita, Josie, Hannah, who has such startlingly commanding energy and outrageously funny delivery. Undoubtedly going to be one of my top films of the year. I'm the heckin' best. She's like, freak, freak you. <laughs> freak you. <laughs> Stupid. Um, I love that song. <laughs> yeah. So he gave that four and a half stars. And then this guy named Fred. Give it two stars. Fred says, Folks, meet the single most annoying character of the 21st century. No, I'm not referring to the titular monster, but to his captor, a little girl who will make you beg for the sweet relief of total annihilation mere moments after meeting her. I'm calling it now. Everyone else can go home. Mimi is the most obnoxiously spoiled brat you'll ever know, and boy, does she spoil what could have been silly derivative fun. She is the bane of anyone who doesn't watch this film while on several kinds of drugs, and she is most certainly well on her way to anchoring a primetime Fox News show. I haven't rooted against a character so much since Game of Thrones, and even the worst of those characters had at least one or two comparably more favorable qualities. Poor Psycho Goreman. Even monsters deserve a modicum of mercy or ideally even the slightest revenge against their memes. P.S. One star for PG being into hunky boys and another for some pretty cool absurd creature designs and practical makeup. P.P.S. Anyway, skip the dr- this dreck and watch the classic and infinitely, infin- infinitely better show this egregiously rips off. Um, so this guy is a hater of the little girl basically. What a little crybaby. Oh, the she... character the little girl was annoying and she was she was full of herself. Oh. Shut the up. Is... Wonderful Wall Oasis. Fred, whatever your name is. 
<laughs> Try baby bitch. Why'd you just call him Wonderwall Oasis? That's what it says on his. Um. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I didn't look at that, but whatever. Um. Yeah, and you know, this girl acting like this in like a serious horror film, I could see being annoying, but she's like supposed to be. Yeah, the way she is in this movie. So it's like it works well. It's not. It doesn't come off as like I can't watch this movie because she's really annoying. So. This guy's a little crybaby. Yes. Oh, the the little girl character made me mad. <laughs> I noticed a lot of these reviews are like comparing this. It's like this. It's this movie meets this movie meets meets this TV show. Like all these reviews are like comparing it to a mixture of other stuff, which is weird. But <clears throat> um, he also only gave Bug a three. Oh, what a loose hair. I hate loose hairs. Yeah, loose hair. Yeah. Hate loose hairs. Anyway, would you like to rate this move? Yeah, uh, I really liked this move. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. It was entertaining. It held my attention the whole time. And I'm going to go ahead and give it a 8 out of 10. All right, all right. I am right there with you. I gave it a solid 8 out of 10. Fun move, I recommend. I recommend too. Best move I've seen of the year. Yes, so far, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so. I'm looking at this guy's letterbox and he's watching a bunch of shit that. Ha- just, it's not Bunny his Leaf. type of movie. Bunny, leave Fred alone. Freak you, Fred. Yeah. Heckin' best. Not Fred. Right. Heckin' worst. Anyway. Alright, so that's gonna be it for this episode of His and Hers Movie Podcast. Uh, Next week we're finally gonna be able to see and review Saint Maud. It is now officially out for rent, so we're able to check it out. Uh, it is a film that was released in, in 2019 in the festival circuit, uh, A24 film. Uh, it's gotten some mixed reviews from what I've seen so far, but it follows a poyous nurse who becomes dangerously obsessed with saving the soul of her dying patient. Cool. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, so we'll check out that one. We were going to do uh, Willy's Wonderland or something like that, which is the new Nick Cage film. But since this actually is officially released now, we'll do this and maybe we'll get to that one next time. But we'll see what else is out there. Sounds good. Sounds good. You, it doesn't sound good. You don't lie. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you hate Nick Cage. <laughs> You're right. No, I don't hate him. I just, I just hate the. I just hate how everyone all of a sudden is like, oh, Nick Cage, crazy Nick Cage, Nick Cage. Everyone knows all crazy Nick Cage. Like, no one used to say that about him. See, I always liked Nick Cage because I watched Con Air growing up. I liked him back in the day when he played in, like, that City of Angels movie. My mom always liked that film. And uh, National Treasures, uh, that knowing movie. National Treasures is awesome. Yeah, those films are good. We used to watch, I feel like I watched those so much in school. That was always like the go-to, okay, Christmas break is coming up, let's just put this movie on. We so. watched Forrest Gump in school. Oh, we might have did that too, I don't remember. I don't but think, like, maybe not. Uh, I mean, maybe you not. See, see Jenny's butt cheeks in there, I think. Yeah, no, we didn't watch that. Um, We watched that, we watched a bunch of stuff we probably weren't allowed to. Because I remember in, our, 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 
when I was in high uh, middle school, our gym was uh, gone because they were renovating the school. So we spent every gym class in the auditorium watching movies. And like the gym teacher just was like, didn't give a F. <laughs> he would just play whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, he got in trouble. Like somebody, somebody's parent complained that they showed something in there that had F word in it or something. It might have been Forrest Gump. Well, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. There was a few movies that we watched in school, and I remember the teacher would be like, "Okay, now when we get, like, I gotta remember when this part's coming up, I have to fast forward it because like they would say the f word." Or we were watching some movie in history class my freshman year called "The American President" with Martin Sheen, and uh, there's a part where he's like, "Is that where he says Martin Sheen played Kennedy once?" Is that what they're referencing? Oh, it might. I, it might beginning. be. Remember when he's like listing off the the coins that he has, and he's like Martin Sheen. He, he's like George Washington, Martin Sheen. Is, she's like Martin Sheen, and she's like that's John F. Kennedy, you idiot. He's like, well, well, Martin Sheen played Kennedy once. Maybe I don't know. The movie was boring. Either way, there, he says the F word. I'm just I, I no. That could that could I'm be it. I'm sick and tired of you disrespecting the Goonies. I didn't. No, I wasn't saying The Goonies is boring. I'm saying the American President movie was boring, so I don't remember if that's the president he was playing or if it was... You I understand? just feel like you disrespect The Goonies. That's not you what I was saying. disrespect How I Met Your Mother. You disrespect good moves. I don't. Anyway, the F word came up. The F word came and went, and the teacher missed it. And he was like, oh, I missed it. Darn it. Don't tell your parents that you heard that. And it was funny. Yeah, well whatever and then one time this is messed up but one time in eighth grade we were watching there was a substitute teacher and the movie we were watching was like i think it was like a diary of anne frank movie so you know a holocaust film and uh there's a part in the movie that the substitute was instructed to fast forward through because they're all naked and he accidentally fast forward he accidentally like fast forward and pause right when you saw the naked people and the whole class was like ah and he was like pissed. He like flipped out. He was like, "Stop it!" It was scary. What a bunch of losers. That's what you did in school when you heard bad words or saw nudity or got. I in feel fights. like you were more mature. Not in eighth grade. Yeah, in eighth grade. No, buddy. In middle school, that's when that was like the peak of immaturity. I was mature. Dude, you didn't. You don't even. You didn't do things. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.